Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, male gazers. Hey, it's Chris here. Two things. Uh, first thing of all, I kind of mucked up the sound on this episode uh, because I'm still on tour. I don't know how to use my microphone and I'm a mess. Uh, And number two, uh, because I mucked up the sound so much, this episode was a little bit late to come out, which means the Australia marriage equality thing is out of date. So first of all, congratulations, Australia. Great news. Um, And so, yeah, this episode's like living in Back to the Future. Um, But I hope you enjoy it. And it's still very funny. And we love you lots. Bye. A great big thank you to bigpipe.co.nz, who provide the best and fastest and most quality internet to our beautiful country, Aotearoa, New Zealand. With plants starting from just $69. And guess what? They ain't shooting blanks. They're shooting high-speed internet. Phew! Oh, high-quality Netflix video? Yes, thank you. Yeah, I'll Uh, tell you that. I'm watching that. Thanks, Big Pipe. You're helping us all out, you babes. You are babes. Um, But you're not just good-looking. You're also uh, a quality inside and out. And welcome to a long-awaited episode of The Mail Games. It's so long that Chris has forgotten how the theme song uh, has gone, or decided to uh, reboot it. It was like a remix. Yeah. You know when, like... The Mail Games. She was that, like, Miley Cyrus did that when she released her, like, Younger Now album, and then she just, like, also released, like, a whole bunch of remastered, um, like, edited versions of, like, one of the singles. Really? Well, I only know this because I tried to download the album and I downloaded that album, which is just all of the same song, just edited different t- different ways by different artists. Oh, that's weird. I w- want to say... I wasn't happy about it. I, I reckon Younger Now is, uh, is a bomb. Oh, really? I like that song, but this album in this phase of Miley, I don't know. I think, I think she's dropped out of the race. I don't, I don't know. Well, I like that song, the Younger Now song. And yeah, I kind of like that as well. When Malibu comes on, I'll have a wee jig. And I like how Malibu kind of has a drop, even though it's just like acoustic country song, but it has yes. that little, you know, and bit, bit you can groove to after the chorus. I don't mind the one with Dolly Parton in it, only because Dolly Parton is in it. Yeah, that's true. And I'll listen to anything with Dolly in it. Yeah. I guess, to be honest, I just feel like, who are you? Because I feel like every Miley face, she's like, I'm finally at my true self. And, and most recently, it was like, my true self is me and the flaming lips uh, getting stoned all the time and making weird music. And but now we she's know like, that is never one's true self. No, yeah, Everyone's always so. going to be like, I love weed. And then like <laughs> two years later, they're going to be like, oh my God, I heard smoked too much weed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, that is true. But I guess it's just because her new face seems to be like, I don't do weed anymore. I know I said I was pansexual, but... Uh, I love Liam Hemsworth, the straightest man in the world. Yeah, marrying the plainest, most vanilla man in the entire galaxy. He's pretty hot. Uh, 
He is very hot. I don't mean playing in I just mean like... I got into a big gonna... fight with Alice Nedden from Bonus of the Heart because I was like, he has not got the whole package, unlike his brother. And then she oh. let rip. <laughs> like a, she was fuming and came on, this... came down on me and wow. um, then showed me like maybe eight pictures that would uh, persuade my opinion on him to make, to believe that he is actually smoking. And it worked. He's smoking. Yeah, but I mean, Chris is funny. He's got some cool roles. I, Liam Liam's biggest role is being the other guy from the Hunger Games, who's a bit more boring than the other already boring guy. I just completely gave up on Hunger Games, to be honest. Did you? I watched I like, the first it. one, and then I was like, "Nah, I want killing. I don't want any of this love story. I'm here <laughs> for battle royale, basically." Yeah, well, you can you can watch that. We used to put that on at parties uh, when I was at high school. Like, music would be playing, Buzz but then on kill. every TV. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I said buzzkill. Buzzkill. <laughs> no, people, you'd be just like hanging out, having drinks, and then you'd turn, and then they'd be wearing those weird neck things in Battle Royale. That Royal, moment which... you're making out with your boo, and then he puts on Battle Royale. Battle Royale. <laughs> Battle Royale too. And then he's like, should we put on these neck things? Uh, the sequels are really crazy to Battle Royale eh? because it's all about like the the weird like subplot. You know when he like reveals the painting yeah. at the end. That painting yes. is glorious. <laughs> uh, what a weird uh, film, and so weird that someone turned because Hunger Games essentially is an adaptation of that. Really, I don't. I mean, you can she can try and say she wasn't inspired, but she it was. definitely seems like. She saw that and then was like, I could turn this into a uh, novel for 14 year olds. When you say she, I am only thinking Jennifer Lawrence. Um, <laughs> is it written by a woman? Yeah, I think so. In my, mind, all, I would, in my mind, I would it's like that... written, created, and starring Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence wrote The Hunger Games. It was written by Suzanne Collins. That is an industry, young adult fiction, definitely like majority woman, right? Yeah. You think about like every like Give the men a chance. I think the Maze Runner might be by a guy. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> yeah. I haven't yeah. read it. I haven't read any books. <laughs> They're all the same. Um, what's so funny? So, hey, listeners, one of the reasons why this episode has taken uh, so long to come out is because every time we've gone to record it, Chris has remembered that he doesn't have headphones in Dunedin where he is right now. <sighs> uh, and I, every time you see, you've said that, I've been like, why do you not have headphones? And then I remembered it's because you don't listen to music or consume movies no. or books. I'm like, oh, I'll be all right. I can last like, another couple of months in death silence. <laughs> and what's crazy as well is that I'm in like, Dunedin by myself and I'm not like oh probably should get some headphones to like listen to music while I'm alone in the streets of Dunedin I'm just like no no I'll just have the silence again yeah <laughs> I love listen some to silence. the sounds of Dunedin <laughs> just, what's wrong with me <laughs> I don't know man but uh, it's it's not it's not it's not wrong hey it's clear head clear you mind special. you know what I mean yeah clear head hey we had clear mind clear dance <laughs> <laughs> Damages. Uh, I we haven't done an episode. So this is how bad we've been because we have not even done an episode since Australia got marriage equality, which is pretty big news. Well, they maybe. haven't even got marriage equality yet. Yeah, that's the yeah. Thing. That's the really that's true. Like um, amazing and frustrating thing about this whole process for them. Like it just takes so long, and yeah. I, I mean they're obviously, I mean they're gonna get it, aren't they? Like they're a shoo-in. Oh, I think the bill just passed in the Senate. But that doesn't, like 40 but that doesn't mean votes. that it's 
signed, sealed, and delivered, though, doesn't it? It means it moves on to like the next, the next stage. Yeah, there's a lot of stages, but people I've got are. It, I've got it in a news hub, news news hub, news hub article here. It <laughs> news says, hub big winners at the TV awards last night. Congrats! <laughs> <laughs> big congrats! I got an earthquake. <laughs> um, the bill will now be moved to the House of Representatives, where it is expected to pass without delay. I hope so. so yeah. <laughs> They're going to fast post that, mate. Yeah, yeah, slipping through. They were promised it by Christmas. You'll be gay by Christmas. <laughs> You'll uh, be married by Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I... It's... I, yeah, like, oh. we had, like, the, the postal vote went through and everyone was like, we've got it, we've got marriage equality. I was like, well, not yet, actually. It was non-binding. But if they hadn't, if they didn't put it through after the postal vote, they would look like a bunch of assholes. Which, they would to be honest... To pay. There'd be a lot they of do all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that actually brings me on to my. Even though you've got uh, Fact of the Gay coming, I'm going to put that in my back pocket. For I'm going to head straight into Queen of the Week, and mm-hmm. this this week and last week and the week before's Queen of the Week is Labour Senator Leader Penny Wong. She rules. She is so great. Like she wasn't. I guess being a New Zealander, like you don't really know. Or anyone outside of Australia, like you don't really know the kind of uh, subtleties of the the story going over there, like in Australia at the moment, like you know who the characters are, what their positions are. It's sort of hard to sort of get like notable figures over this whole journey of marriage equality. But like Penny Wong is one who yes. has just somehow, well, not somehow, but um, she is the Labour leader, um, Labour senator leader. Um, but she's kind of like broken through, and I'm like, all right. So she's is she like the face of the the bill? In my mind, she is. She's like the poster girl. She's cover girl. She seems like in the Senate. I get very confused between the difference between the Senate and the Parliament. I don't but, know how yeah. Australian government works. There's like, I don't know who the there's like okay. So there's like the Labour Party, and then there's they've got a Green Party, and then they've got like they do a Liberal Party. Yes. But the Liberal Party are not liberal or something? <laughs> yeah, the Liberal Party are the conservatives, right? And then it's backwards day a... every day in the Australian government. So it's always yeah. an opposite day. And there's Pauline Hanson, who not many people vote for, but who gets to have her face and opinion all over the news uh, every night. Yes. I think, uh, and I she's, think the worst. she's like a witch and she's cast a spell. Yeah. Would mean that she can stay and live in the government for a thousand she, years. She lives there. She sleeps She sleeps under her desk uh, every night. She seems to uh, be like the Winston Peters of Australian government. But, but even though Winston has since kind of like cleaned his track record up by um, siding with our Labours who are... Oh, are, are they different to the Australian Labour Party? Oh. No, I think they're the same. But... Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's confusing. <laughs> I love this podcast, The Male Gaze. What you hear is people who are not very educated about the things <laughs> they're talking about. Having a crack at politics. Here's the thing. I was in Australia for the passing of the Marriage Equality Bill. Oh my but God. Amazing. I was... I was in service paradise where you would not know that anything had happened. Uh, <laughs> Were you on like was, the, the Scooby-Doo ride and they're like, and the postal, like some radio announcement came over was the postal votes. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we were at a move, uh, theme park that day, and thanks for bringing it up because the Scooby Doo ride was closed. <gasps> uh, I mean, it's the which, best ride. It is, and I'd built it up to my boyfriend, so I was like, "You are gonna love the Scooby Doo ride. Get <laughs> ready!" And then it was like, as we walked in, it was like these rides are closed. Oh, and I built up the log flume as well, also closed. Uh, but hey, that's all right. They've got during a new, the uh, a massive hustle on all their rides after the like big DreamWorks DreamWorld disaster. Yeah, they were like, "We really got to check these." Did you uh, go to DreamWorld? No, we just went to Movie World, which weirdly is all superhero rides now. Every single ride. So wow. there's like a Batman one, there's a DC Villains one, there's a Superman one, and then the new one is called... And then there's a Justice League ride, and then there's also a new one which is called DC Rivals, which is also essentially a Justice League ride, but it's really good. Is the Justice League ride too long and really boring? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the film? I, haven't, I haven't seen the film. <laughs> Uh, I know, I don't think I will. Right, the reviews that. stink. Yeah. I might watch it because I've got a lot of time to kill down here. But anyway, Penny Wong. Um, <laughs> yeah, she, we saw it. She, she's amazing, right? And I think she kind of broke through because she broke down on, on television. And it was kind of interesting, like her position on that, where it was kind of a big, she, said, she felt like there's a huge risk because as a politician, you've got to sort of show a certain level of strength and um, uh, strong-willedness. And, like, oh, I don't know, we've still got this kind of horrible hangover as a, as a society that, like, crying is a form of weakness. Um, mm. And she, like, bursts into tears. It's so beautiful at the, um, on the announcement of the results. Um, but yeah. that kind of was, like, that, that was, like, the three-second clip they used everywhere. But she's... Um, she was also the first openly gay member of government in Australia. Really? Yeah. And That's uh, amazing. I, just, I found the sentence before, but I've, I've lost it. There was a nice little uh, thing about uh, first openly gay woman in parliament and first openly gay member of cabinet. Wow. And she's married. She's got two kids, cool. which I just love that she's like sitting in government where they're talking about like same-sex marriage and like how you can't you what's it going to be like right you know when you have same-sex couples raising kids and then she's like i'm already doing it i'm doing it man i'm doing it um it's a deal she's she's also a christian i was reading in her uh, yeah um i like when politicians have to question their faith (laughs) and like jacinda's like talked openly about it our prime minister about um, being raised Mormon. Yes. And having been confronted by her faith when um, civil, the civil union bill was Civil union passed. one, yeah. And she was working with Grant Robertson and she was like, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> what she said. That's the pull quote. <laughs> she said, oh, <laughs> oh my God, God what, what am I doing? Am I doing? <laughs> and then just packed up her Mormon suit and uh, shipped on out and shipped on into government. It's so weird that in because I in America right they have to all go to like you know we need the voting public needed to see shots of like Hillary Clinton going to church and they would never vote in a non like blurg if if, if, if a presidential candidate was openly uh, atheist or or not of faith there's no way they get in but in New Zealand like it probably helped just to win some people over that she was like I've left the church <laughs> yeah oh, yeah absolutely. <laughs> And everyone here's like, oh, good on you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a load of garbage. 
But I feel like Australia's kind of caught in the middle there somewhere. It is still... It's... Yeah, weird, there's a weirdly conservative... I think as soon as you get outside of, like, Sydney or Melbourne, it's, like, uh, very uh, uh, religious, uh, conservative piece. How boring to go to church and just, like, pretend that you're into it because you're wanting the votes. That's like yeah, our exactly. family going to church on Christmas Day and being like, we're doing this for my grandma, but we don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> we would rather be opening presents. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the weirdest part is that probably like Donald Trump, uh, I reckon he's been to church probably 20 times in, in his entire life, but he's not a lot. pay a bunch of Christians anyway. I know. I love when he was like making all these claims about the Bible and then they're like, what's your favorite passage? And he's like, oh, all of it. <laughs> I just love the book. <laughs> I love the whole book. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we watched Penny Wong and the day before the marriage equality bill, we just like started watching some government TV in our uh, hotel and huh. we saw them. I don't even know what they were debating, but there was a new speaker of the house Ooh. and uh, Australian politicians, they're just, I mean, I think maybe this is all politicians, but they're just the worst. Like we watched it for about half an hour and most of the discussion was just people calling each other out for inappropriate language or whatever. And uh, like, yeah. you're not supposed to use that phrase, blah, 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 blah. Like online uh, when you have like a fight and then they're like, it's there, not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, or we like just want just you to apologize. Your, and you're like, oh, shut up. Um, I, well, she's our queen of the week uh, and rightly so. And she sits loftily above uh, Paris Hilton. <laughs> I saw. I could. I almost could have met Paris Hilton. By the way, <laughs> she's her new fragrance just came out. Her forty seventh, and oh <laughs> it's her one hundred and tenth um, fragrance. Yeah, I was in Sydney staying in Newtown, which, by the way, you could like it was like two weeks then after the vote, uh, and there was rainbow flags everywhere and news posters everywhere. So it was the complete opposite of Surfers Paradise. Uh, but uh, this, uh, Paris Hilton was going to be visiting Sydney and you could do a meet and greet wow. with her. Wow. Uh, as she was selling her new uh, perfume at the Discount Chemist. Oh, no. And I missed out by literal days. <laughs> like um, two or three days. Do you, did you see this photo she tweeted the other day of like her holy trinity, her Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears, when they were like back together like causing havoc in like the early 2000s? Yes, I saw that. And I... Felt truly blessed by that photo. Oh, those women <sighs> are amazing. Beautiful. They've got to get back uh, together. <laughs> It'd be such a weird <laughs> dynamic. They should put another song out. Doesn't she have an album coming out soon? Oh, babe, I, I think so. I can't wait. Oh, I'm sorry I couldn't ask her about it when I was on the ground. Uh, close to where she was going to be soon. I've got a fact of the game. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah, please. Okay, so this is kind of in the news, but it's also a bit of history that you might not know about. Um, Justin Trudeau. Uh, <coughs> oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, oh, I'm listening. Uh, oh, you got me. The hottest prime minister in the world, male, because, uh, uh, you know, Justin is up there as well. He is, not that it's all about looks. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, <laughs> I, that I don't there. think it's about looks at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, looks come into it. Um, I think anyone's ever been like a nation has ever been proud to have a hot prime minister or leader of their country. Oh, I do you not feel a little bit of pride? Maybe not like hot, but like youthful. No, you are absolutely talking out your ass. <laughs> no, oh, do you way. not think of like 
Wait, well, you, you don't think of like Jacinda turning up to a, a bloody conference with all the world leaders and they're all old men and she's a beautiful young woman? No, I think that is completely irrelevant. She could be, I don't know. she could have like a bowl cut and I wouldn't care. But don't you think that energy is, is going to, you know, serve something different to the world stage? No, her youth does. Yeah, that's what I mean. But she could be young and but ugly and I wouldn't care. Okay, yeah, that's, okay, that is fair. Uh, <laughs> that is fair. It's not, <laughs> maybe you're right. Maybe it Your isn't about looks. Your argument is so bad and you don't even back it at all. <laughs> I just like dug myself you into just a like, hole. like, I'm going to take this position. I was like. Absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> not they, they're definitely pressured to look good because, like, I think that helps vo- get votes. Like, literally, we're just like, oh, she looks like she's a smart, confident woman. I'll vote yeah. for her. But um, I don't think like it's something that we then pride ourselves on or should pride ourselves on. Oh. <laughs> Do you not think we should be proud that there's like, there's like, you know, probably three or four legitimately hot leaders of countries and we've got one of them? I mean, sure, I guess you could be proud of that. Like if you were making, (laughs) if if there was a ranking of like hottest world leaders, we would easily be in the top five. Oh my God, get out of MTV. (laughs) Anyway, Justin Trudeau, whose looks are irrelevant, uh, this week apologized uh, uh, to the victims of an act in Canada. So you know how you always think of Canada as like a lovely, wonderful place a bliss, in Canada. Yeah, bliss world. A bliss world. Uh, the nice America. Uh, Canada, they legalized gay um, uh, homosexual acts in 1969. Nice. Uh, 69? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, the summer of 69, it wasn't just Woodstock. It, it was busy all around the world. Yeah, there's also Apple Teenies. Uh, <laughs> why am I, I thought you were meaning Woodstock, the bourbon and coke drink. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I thought you meant, they were all like, Apple Teenies. <laughs> Apple Teenies. <laughs> <I thought you're laughs> <laughs> I think you were meaning in the summer of 69, they weren't just drinking Who Woodstock. Who had ever drunk an apple teeny? <laughs> apple teeny! Apple teeny's alright. I feel like that was a thing like 1994. Like, even I was like four years old and I was like, they're not gonna last. <laughs> they're apple over already. I think I've been, apple Tizer, was that like the sort of apple schnapps? Oh, apple Tizer is, you know, how you have grape ties. Uh, the non-alcoholic, you know, um, option at parties. You also have apple ties, and, it's, and that's good. My family has that all the time. Delish. Yeah, because my family has very sober Christmases. Ooh. Um, <laughs> the opposite to my family, who get absolutely shit-faced by, like, <laughs> midday. Everyone's, like, crawling around on their hands and knees with, like, a that's- bottle of bubbles in their mouth. That sounds great. I was wondering about tricking my family by getting some of that Lewis Road Creamery uh, chocolate uh, liqueur. Oh, uh, this is so depressing. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all right stuff. Tricking your um, family into drinking liqueur. <laughs> tricking, I tricked my family into getting drunk this Christmas. Is that okay? Uh, <laughs> anyway, in Canada. So, the, so yeah. Um, 
They decriminalized homosexual acts in 1969, but they had this weird uh, program allowing for discrimination by employers, uh, especially in government positions, maybe just in government positions, uh, who were allowed to uh, relinquish uh, gay employees from their job uh, without question. And this went up to 1992. It lasted so, uh, so long. It's uh, very awful. People in the military, like the military... The reason it started was for the military. People, for some reason, they were very worried about uh, things being leaked to uh, the Soviet Union, and they thought that gay people were more likely to leak information, uh, even though there's no record of that happening. Gay so people that is are literally the best people at keeping secrets. They are. They kept, we love- they've kept secrets their whole life. <laughs> they, they kept the biggest secret. <laughs> For a long, long time. <laughs> they might not be subtle about it, but they could definitely keep a secret. <laughs> They'd be walking past the Soviet Union being like, I don't know anything. Uh, <laughs> I've got nothing to tell you. Uh, you uh, ask me and then maybe I'll talk about it. <laughs> I'll leak the news, but only in a video where I'm crying. <laughs> um, so, to identify targets, the authorities conducted surveillance... Uh, made threats, and even developed a so-called fruit machine. Who? That's what they call it, built in order to detect homosexuality. At one point, 9,000 people were under investigation by the unit. Oh. Uh, it ran until 1992. Uh, thousands, it affected thousands of people who lost their jobs. Um, in some cases, lawyers for the plaintiffs. Uh, in some cases, some gay women were raped by men who told them it would correct their sexual orientation as part of this program. Oh. Uh, my God. It's very grim stuff. And this week, uh, Justin Trudeau apologized for it. He broke down in tears. God bless him. And uh, the government is paying up to $110 million to repay uh, the victims of this, which was uh, referred to as the gay purge. Canada's shady past, eh? I know. <clears throat> I know. Far out. It ain't just maple syrup and hot prime ministers, presidents. Proceed. What is he? The leader. He's a prime. He's a prime minister. Oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> captain. Captain Canada. The, the captain of Canada. Team captain. Captain, Can- captain hey, Canada would be the nicest, most boring superhero. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's me, Captain Canada. Hey, let's go <laughs> over this boat. Oh God's sake! I don't know. I can't do a boat. Canadian accent. A boat. No, neither. Hey, so what's the theme of this week's podcast? Uh, oh, uh, that's right. You couldn't tell. Yeah, that's the thing. This is uh, You Couldn't Tell. So uh, we've done You Could Tell a few times. <laughs> and today we thought we could uh, uh, tell reasons from our childhood. Stories that uh, might have uh, put you on the other path. If you were looking at them, I'd have been like, oh, that's definitely a straight kid. Decoys. Um, decoys. The decoy <laughs> moments of our life. Um, I'll, can, do, do you want me to start? Please, kick us off. So, I once enrolled for an after-school program, and this just, like, flooded back to me recently, this whole part of my life. I enrolled in a program to uh, um, study computers, right? It was at Science Alive after school. And then I went there, and I accidentally went to the wrong class, and then for... About a year, I was in an after-school program which was just building uh, things with Lego. (laughs) And it was like Lego stuff with motors. So I learned how to... I don't know, it's like special Lego with motors and you learn how to build cars out of Lego. Uh, And I I did that for a long time. And I can't believe that that was a legitimate after-school program. Just playing with Lego. My brother had like a big Lego set and 
I, as a child, was just, just knew, I was like, like, this is not for me. Like, I just kind of like knew that they just w- didn't interest me. I was like, it seems too complicated, too mathematical. No, 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 yeah. thank you. I'd rather play with the dolls. We had a, um, we had Lego, but as uh, you may remember, I have four sisters. And so the Lego that we did have was like a house uh, with a picket fence. And we had lots of flowers. Yes. Um, but you could put on the grass or on the Lego people's heads. Uh, so <laughs> our Lego set uh, was commonly used for um, just beautiful family scenes. Oh, uh, that's so nice. But then my uncle also gave me Meccano. Do you, do you I really hate Meccano. I fucking got Meccano. <laughs> Every fucking Christmas for like eight oh. years. And I was like, what part of my personality <laughs> makes you presume I'm interested <laughs> in any part of this shit? I don't want to fucking <laughs> screw together dinky little bits of metal to make a yeah. car that I'm never going to drive until I'm fucking 25, 26 years old, 27 years old. Get this out of here. Yeah, it's like cold. No one thinks of when they think of fun toys, they don't think of cold metal. And by the way, what a beautiful way of dropping in that you got your license recently. <laughs> Thank you, babe. I would rather, <laughs> I would rather a sack of fucking coal than a box of fucking Vacano. I, yeah, I hate it. <laughs> wow. Do you remember that, Bionics? Oh, yes. They, they were, were cool. fucking sick. I got so many fucking Bionics as well. And I yeah. also hated Bionics, but for a long time, with all my like straight friends when I was like, you know, 10, I was like, <laughs> yeah. what do you want for their, what should we get for their birthday? I was like, oh, fucking Bionic, I don't know, <laughs> who cares? Get them a Bionic. Bionic. They came in cool packages. I mean, I quite liked the aesthetic of the shape of the package. Yeah, it was in like a monk, uh, <laughs> a barrel of monkeys. I was going to say yes. a barrel or, a, and then I was going to say a barrel of laughs. <laughs> It was in a barrel of laughs. <laughs> um, oh, I, that, I, wonder that's I found this really... theme quite confronting. Yeah. Uh, because oh, I was like, maybe there was just no signs at all. <laughs> I mean, that I, I could be straight. Like, I feel like every single choice I made, every after-school activity was just like a complete red flag. Um, really? Like, my after-school activities were ballet and jazz dancing. I also did drama. So yeah. then if I wasn't doing that, I was dressing up in like bits of silk and running around the house. Like I was like, where <laughs> are there any signs that I <laughs> could protect? I mean, the only, the only like major decoys was when I got girlfriends. Um, How early did you get girlfriends? My first girlfriend was at intermediate school. So like Oof. after primary school. Yeah, started young. Yeah. Um, very like, everyone was getting them and I was like fuck I've got to get a part of this this is going to help me out so much it was like the new bionics <laughs> I just slip under the radar um, <laughs> so yeah I went out with this girl and um, she won't be listening her name was Melora yeah. and um, shout out if you know her and um, she, uh, there's, probably, there's not many Meloras out there so if you know <laughs> one probably. it's probably her <laughs> Um, she, she gave me my first kiss, and it was a kiss oh. uh, from the lips to the cheek, so pretty familial. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? It started on the lips and then moved to the cheek? Uh, no, no, no. It was her lips to my cheek. Oh, okay, okay. I thought, you, I thought it started on your lips and <laughs> no. then moved to the side. Oh, yeah. We started on the lips, and we uh, quickly made ourselves to the cheeks. Uh, <laughs> 
And I guess you could say things were moving pretty sideways. <laughs> <laughs> um, she had very, uh, it was the year of lip gloss, you know, like, oh, everyone was like, I mean, girls still gloss, but uh, it was uh, sticky, icky lip gloss, really sticky. <laughs> Uh, the year of lip gloss and the year of our lord Paris Hilton <laughs> you know but it was like it was after chapsticks but like the girls were getting into the gloss the, the sticks yes I do remember that time for sure um, and it's particularly because I tried on their lip gloss yeah <laughs> I was like my lips are chapped can I use that they were like it's gloss and I was like I, I just need something <laughs> <laughs> I just need something to look uh, just something to make my lips pop yeah um, <laughs> and yeah, so it was a rainy day and she kissed me on the cheek after school. Uh, and I remember just like mainly getting into a relationship because she was, it was like, uh, I could just like, if I just have a girlfriend, then like, I'll just have whatever all the other straight guys have. And, yeah. I love that you call it a relationship. <laughs> uh, yeah, we went out for like three weeks. Um, My first relationship, I was 11. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was just like work that got in the way. Um, no, and she... <laughs> Um, we just weren't communicating after a while, so. <laughs> but she used to ring me up and we used to like talk on the phone, you know, like that kind That's of commitment. I mean, it's so sad that kids these days don't have that joy of like calling each other's landlines and just chatting for like forty minutes. And even like even when you wanted to talk on MSN and you'd have to uh, make sure no one was using the phone, and it was your like half an hour of a lot of computer time because your family had one computer. Yeah, exactly. All that stuff. We just like, I don't even know what we talk about on the landlines. Just like, nothing. Just what happened at school that day. Yeah, but you've already, you're in the same class. You've already experienced it all together anyway. So, I reckon you just talk about weird stuff. I reckon you'd be like, what's your favorite animal? It's like random Why? shit. Yeah. Those, I mean, you, th- those are the first podcasts. Yes. You're right. If only they were recorded. <laughs> That'd be bad listening, I reckon. I wouldn't uh, want to be listening in on two 11-year-old kids chatting <laughs> on the phone. I would feel, irresp- feel irresponsible and perverted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, even... <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, someone out there is listening to this for the wrong reasons, and that <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. Um, I think that, that that you've got a you-couldn't-tell story in the fact that you, if I'm correct, got your uh, license in one test. Do you reckon? It took me twice on my restricted, but then five times on my full. And, and, uh, <laughs> and I feel like I know quite a few other gay people that just find driving tests like the most stressful, uh, intimidating thing in it's the world. because we're people-pleasers, and... The, yeah. the the person who sits beside you in the test is like a no bullshit, yeah, like steel balls, like yeah, <laughs> um, buzzkill basically, and their job is to like not get any funnies passed. And so I was like trying to crack a few jokes and stuff, and she was just like, nah, not on my watch. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I cracked it in one test, but it did take me twice as long as everyone else uh, because I just was like, I don't want to drive. And so, in that sense, not a, not a huge, you couldn't tell. Yeah, I just thought you would never get it. And then I'm very <laughs> impressed that you I have. proved you wrong, babe. <laughs> you did. Proved you, you all wrong. Me. All the critics. Um, um, I, I reckon, what did you do for your birthday parties? At, yeah, that's a really school, good indicator. I mean, there was one party where, like, uh, I mean, as a kid, 
all parties are gay. Like, it doesn't matter if you're straight or whatever. It's like, you're dressing up, you're cutting cakes, all that kind of stuff. That's true. Um, you never, like, I guess, like, but when you're about 11, 10, 11, like, then you get to start sort of choosing what you want to do. Yeah, and your personality like, emerges. Exactly. Tastes begin to sort of uh, break through. Yeah. So, uh, my first one was, like, my 10th birthday party, and it was a boys' trip. Um, me and the boys, about five or six boys, <laughs> uh, drove up to Handle Weekend just for a bit of R&R. Um, <laughs> Dad drove us. He bought us a 12-can thing of Coke, which I just, like, couldn't believe. I was like... This That's is awesome. Base. It felt like he bought, like, some DBs or something, you know, like, it was like, ha, DBs? <laughs> yeah. um, it felt awesome. And yeah. But then when I look back on the footage of it, it was a very boyish weekend. You know, we went yeah. to the pools. We... We had a spa. We got our, <laughs> we got our uh, mani pedis. We got a massage. <laughs> no. um, but we went to the pools. We, like, ran up a hill. We kicked a ball around. Like, Dad was like, go kick a ball around. I was like, oh, okay. But when yeah. I looked back, there's like, family... There's, like, home footage of it. Yeah. Uh, and there's one moment where I was like, okay, guys. And I got them to, like, circle up. And it's like, we're about to cut into the cake. Now, when I reach the bottom of the cake, we've all got to scream. <laughs> oh, directing your own birthday video. Yeah. Um, I love it. So, I think, like, on, like, my, my, my idea of having a boys' weekend party was, like, to be part of the boys. But if yeah. anything, um, being surrounded by straight boys really made me stick out like a sore thumb to my dad, I'm sure. Who was like, oh boy, this kid is gay. <laughs> One of these things is not like the others. Uh, what about your birthday parties? Uh, uh, similar similar thing. I was just going to say, isn't it weird that like every trip to Han- Hamner is the same? It's like we went to the pools, we went up the hill, and then we went to the pools again, then we went up the hill, and then we got fish and chips when we came home. Yeah, it's uh, just like... <laughs> I wouldn't really call it the Fire Island of New Zealand, that's for sure. Like, it's not a <laughs> lot to do there. Where where would you call the Fire Island of New Zealand then? Uh, Queenstown. Like, yeah, Queenstown. Queenstown during Gay Ski One week, week a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my birthday parties, similarly, all, I reckon, from 8 to 12 was always Laser Strike. Uh, Laser Strike rocks. So good. They played the Star Wars soundtrack. It's all uh, in the dark. You shoot people. I reckon I reckon that's quite a boysy. That's quite a you couldn't tell. But I was not very good at it. So yeah. you could tell. <laughs> if you looked at my score, you could tell that I was not very good at shooting. And mainly, like, just found a corner and chatted to someone. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's a really good tactic. Yeah. And then we also used to have these, like, um, ice cream Sunday parties. That was what my family <gasps> called them. Oh. It was... It was kind of like one of those ways to uh, get excited for the fact that uh, we didn't have much budget for parties, but it just meant that everyone came round and uh, there was like vanilla ice cream and then we just would buy like a lot of different sprinkles and we'll get to design their own ice cream sundae and then Uh-oh. eat that. Yeah, really nice. I love that. It's a bit of like interior decoration. I'm doing the yeah. show at the moment down here at Hudson Halls. Again, I've been doing it all year. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm doing it with Kip Chapman, uh, who is the husband of the other guy who I do the show with. And he's just stepping in to play this role. And um, he... Oof, behind the curtain. I know. <laughs> and he... Um, he's our avid gardener. And I, I've suddenly realised that, like, there's always a time in a young gay man's life where he decides, like, he'll become a baker. 
Yes. Like they're like, I'm gonna start baking, and they start like baking for everyone, and they'll either be a good baker or a terrible baker, but like a gay man loves to bake, and I reckon the yeah. next evolvement of that, like if it's a Pokemon, is um, gardening. I reckon I could definitely get into gardening. I was like, it's the, I couldn't think of anything worse for a while. And I then, do veggies. But then Kit was like, it's essentially like interior decoration, but for your outside garden. Like, you can be like, oh, there's little rooms there. Oh, like, like little cottage gardens with like roses and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of convinced. Yeah. Maybe I should get into it. We've got a little front lawn here that I could... I could start doing some stuff with. Oh god, this is literally if this the episode is you couldn't tell, this episode is a strong you <laughs> could tell. So okay. I wonder what kind of roses are uh... I got into tennis. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did a lot of tennis. Um That's good. I had tennis lessons. I used to play tennis quite a bit and I was like quite aggressive playing tennis. Like I would wow. sort of sweat and get quite angry and get I was a Andre Agassi. Uh, of uh, the Christchurch scene, um, and mm. I—I I mean, the fact that I even know Andre Agassi's name would would go would be a strong you couldn't tell. Yeah, this po- this podcast just got straight as soon as yeah. you dropped that name. Uh, I was trying to practice my top spin. Um, I used to kind of <laughs> flirt with my tennis instructor though. Really? <laughs> Which I'm sure my dad would like. Me and my dad used to share a lesson, so we'd have half an hour each, and it would be my <laughs> dad so would go. Cute. I would go first and dad would watch me flirt with the tennis instructor for like 30 minutes and then dad would yeah. have to turn and actually um, train. Oh, I, we used to tag along to my mum's lessons, me and my sister Joya, and we, and I remember so specifically once there was like two other kids there who were another, another uh, woman that was getting tennis lessons or just playing tennis. I don't know if it was tennis lessons or not, but there was these two other kids and we hated them. And we'd seen um, like Home Alone recently, so we decided to prank them. You know those um, flowers that have kind of like glue in the, in the middle. We, oh my God. We, We're so we, far from big gardeners. I know, I know. The glue. Do you guys have any of the gluey flower? Oh, anyway, we snapped it open and spread it all over a seat. And then we tried to trick them into sitting on the seat because we thought that it would get, they would get stuck. But it's not like strong glue. Uh, so, And I don't know if we even convinced them to sit on it. So it was not, not a great prank day. Not, not your finest hour. But we were ge- we were genuinely being quite evil in intention, but thankfully it uh, didn't come through. When you started drinking at high school, like what were you kind of drinking? Was that like, would you try and put people off the chase with that? Yes. Well, first time raspberry Fanta and vodka, so no. Uh, whoa, and with just, whoa, 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 with hold just, on. Raspberry and Fanta and vodka? No, raspberry Fanta and vodka. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, wow, what that a was little, the f- little twee cocktail you got yourself there. That was my first time ever. That's what I, which is quite a gay drink. But that time, it was just me and four of my close gal pals, and right. um, and I hooked up with two of them in one night. Not not uh, not something I tried to do. You there was one me. girl that I was kind of like I dated her in third form, and then again, and then so there was kind of a well, they won't they, and then we hooked up that drunken night, and then we were all asleep, and then um, and then uh, later in the night, uh, one of the other girls tried to patch me. I feel like uh, gay guys hooking up with their gal pals is like yeah. um, 
like they, they, the, it's like the guys being like, I'm putting people off the track. Like they think I'm so straight, just like hooking up with chicks. But really, yeah. like to the outside eye, you're just like, oh, look at that young gay boy playing around with his sexuality, working like, stuff out. Yeah, we're trying to work it out. Like it almost they're like gay guys are more overconfident when it comes to like making moves on chicks because, like, they just they know that they don't mean it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, after that as well. Thing. I used to always hook up with, like, my gal pals at parties. Yes. Oh, the worst. <laughs> yeah, just terrible. But the girls were, like, into it as well. Like, it was all just kind of, like, like, oh, well, it, we can all just, like, hook up and it just sort of takes the pressure off actually hooking up with someone we like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no stakes on it, so we can just have a bit of fun and then we can tell people we hooked up with someone. Do you reckon it's always the gay teens who get the most fucked up at parties? At yes. At high school parties? So I used to drink bourbon and cokes a lot. Wow, uh, that is yeah. pretty butch. I know, but it was mainly just because I liked coke. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're so sweet. But then I remember at one of my friend's birthdays, his mum had made homebrew whiskey, and I'd never tried whiskey before. Ooh, and there was like, yikes! Yeah, that's how like party at Rickerton. I, oh yeah, Rick and in high school, we did it right. Uh, and then I drank all of, like heaps of his mum's homebrew whiskey, and then everyone was getting in a bus uh, to go to town. Oof, awful. Uh, but I couldn't go on because I just started projectile vomiting oh, everywhere. Boy. I just used to always um, get really, really stoned before going to parties, <laughs> and then would like just drink anything I could find. Like if it was someone else's drink, it was my drink, whatever. I just like just drink everything, and then. Like pass out by eleven o'clock. It was yeah. so bad. It was just screaming. I, I am confronting my demons. Yeah, I flashback to any of the parties that I went to around the time that I was first coming out or just preparing to, and I was a monster, a true monster. I was just like greedy guts. Like I was just like, I was like, I got to drink everything, I got to eat everything, I got to smoke everything. I was like, that was all I was doing. It was like running around, just like ingesting stuff. It was just like so Oof. poor form. Now I'm way more restrained. <laughs> Same. Now I'm like count. Like once I get over three drinks, I'm like, you could go home now. <laughs> yeah, like you could go home. You could go home. Watch something. Get into bed. <laughs> you don't have to talk to anyone anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've done the rounds. It's been fun, but um, I had you know a, what's. I had quite a like. I've got a very straight brother. Like he's as hetero as they come. You know, like he's like a league coach. He teaches. Um, league <laughs> yeah and, and like <laughs> PE at our, at our high school like um yeah he was winner of Cleo Bachelor of the Year do not leave out that <laughs> detail his boys like his boys are like the boys you know his, his friends and stuff um yeah. oh my god and I had to go to a stag I think I've talked about this before on the podcast like it was like that was certainly like I, I mean that was after I'd come out and I was just like I can't try and fit in with this but, yeah. like, earlier when I was in the closet, like, it would be, like, a challenge to, like, seamlessly fit in with him and his friends. into that. And we'd yeah. play, like, they'd be like, do you want to come play uh, touch as a bar? I'd be like, um, yeah, yeah, just finish up this clarinet practice and then I'll be over there, mate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go oh. kick a ball around. Like, I'm so bad at kicking a ball around. Like, but when, oh my God. I would always try, but I was like, why are we doing this? Like, I just could never understand the appeal of throwing or kicking a ball around. It means you don't have to talk or share your feelings. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, <laughs> right. No, keep your feelings out of it. And it's yeah. like those um, Zorbs, you know, 
those things? That's not a zorb. A zorb is the the plastic oh. ball that your inside as you tumble down the hills of Rotorua. Uh, you're thinking of a vortex mega howler. I just found my drag queen name. <laughs> what vortex mega howler? Yeah. <laughs> she just comes out. She's like. <laughs> I remember, I remember throwing that and it not making the sound. That's how bad I was at throwing Vortex it. Vortex Mega Howler is literally the best drag queen name that's ever existed. Because <laughs> yeah, Vortex for short is quite cool. Yeah. It's, and it's also like, a Vortex is a really big hole, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and a Mega Howler is just brilliant. <laughs> wow. I'm glad you found that. Um, thank you. But yeah, like I was so bad at throwing those, and I was always like, "Fuck! All the straight dudes can throw these. Why can't I throw this mega howler? Get yeah. it together, Parker! Throw the vortex!" Oh. I just wanted to fall into a vortex, and uh, it just swallowed me whole. I, yeah, when you, when people are just chucking a ball around in conversation or in a pool or something, I'm so I have I feel like I have to step up my awareness oh, yeah. so high. You're like, guys, I can't talk. I'm literally trying to like breathe and catch. I'm focusing so hard on catching this ball. Also, when I like walk past a park and someone's like, uh, you know, some people are playing soccer or whatever, and their ball comes towards me, oh my picking God. it back to the people playing the sports game is the most terrifying thing for me. Like, just chuck it back and you're like, I can't. Don't make <laughs> we- me. It'll show everything. It'll show all my weaknesses. Yeah. While we're in Surfers Paradise, someone uh, they were playing tennis out the front of our hotel, and it was like in, in a big, you know, tennis cage. I think it's the technical term. Yeah, yeah. And the <laughs> the ball flew out of that. So then uh, we had to throw it back in with enough height to clear the cage and return to them. And it, it, it was seamless. Uh, it happened. Wow. <laughs> Thank God. But it was daunting. Oh my god! This podcast has gone on so long. We could have, we could literally talk for hours on this. Um, yeah, and all we've done in this podcast called "You Couldn't Tell" was reveal a lot of information where you clearly could tell about <laughs> both of us. The, I think the moral of the story is you can always tell. <laughs> you can always tell, baby. Um, hey, thanks, BigPipe.co.nz for sponsoring this episode of the Male Gaze. Do you want we can tell Big Pipe that you're the best? We love you. Bye-bye. I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a phase.